When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan, and this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you're enjoying the show, we always ask that you maybe leave us a review. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and go out and tell some family and friends. We love music. We hope you love music. And we just want to share it with as many people as we can. On today's show, I am so proud to have a performer who goes by the name of Belle Saint. People on the streets call her Caroline Brooks. And today I chat with her and her husband Kyle about their amazing music. Caroline has had music appear in numerous TV shows and has been around the L.A. music scene for quite a while. They're going to perform three songs for us on the show, including their newest single, We Fucking Need Each Other, which is an anthem for the times and that we talk about in detail. So please, please enjoy the lovely Belle Saint. Just to kind of start out, I'd just love to know where the name Belle Saint came from. Yeah, Belle Saints. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that I should just put this away. Right? Yeah, because okay. we're just doing... Gotcha. Um, yeah. Basically, I started out, um, I wanted my artist name to be Belle, um, but that was a nightmare because nobody could ever find me. Um, and then I, <laughs> So I just was like, I really want an artist name that is, uh, you know, a name that I made up that nobody else has. Um, so I I just liked the way Bell Saint sounded. It was just a made up word. Um, when I Googled it, I didn't find anything, but I liked the image of like Bell feels very, you know, feminine and Saint feels, I don't know, very empowering. And so I- Okay, kind of a juxtaposition then. Is it always in all caps? Yes. <laughs> there's a unique there's a unique stance on that yeah (laughs) just my middle middle child syndrome coming out (laughs) (laughs) say it loud notice me yeah look at me um so okay well you've been doing the music thing for a while now and have um (laughs) had some music featured on um some television including shows like riverdale and shameless and I actually just talked to someone in a past episode and learned that there's quite a few different ways to get a song onto TV. So I'm just kind of curious what your experiences have been like. Yeah, um, I mean, for Riverdale, I um, collaborated with a producer that um, worked with somebody that helps put music on the show. And um, some of the writing sessions I go into, the producers or the songwriters um, like we kind of write it 
I mean, I don't want to say write it for TV, but kind yeah. of writing it in a way where it could, you know, create an emotion or an environment that would fit. I don't know. A certain Are you given like a um like an idea of what scenes it's going to be around so you can kind of like connect with the mood and stuff? That's what I'm really curious about is coming from a songwriter standpoint. Is yeah. this what tools are you given to produce the song that they want? Or I would also imagine that you've already written something and they might come to you and be like, this works for us. What do we, what do we need to do to get this in the show? Yeah, honestly, it's been both. Like there are okay. some songs where I go into um, and I work with a company that um, is like mainly all female and they're amazing. Um, Secret Road, they, okay. um, they're the ones that like pitch my songs for TV and licensing. And sometimes I'll go into a writing session and if I'm just kind of like, I don't really know what to write about today. I'm kind of, you know, not really inspired. They'll kind of, I'll just say like, is there, are there any themes that you're getting that are like, um, you know, for different TV shows and they'll send me a brief and it'll be, it'll typically be something a little, a little more vague. Like it's not usually like we need a song for this specific. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Sometimes it <laughs> But sometimes they'll say like, oh, we we kind of want a song that has this theme lyrically. Um, sometimes it doesn't really match what I'm like, if it's like we need something super happy and super uh, something that sounds like, I don't know, something if it feels unrealistic to my brand or just like I'll pass on it. Yeah, I'll pass on it and just kind of do my own thing. But then there yeah. are also songs that I'll write that are more like from a personal stance and then you know the songs that I you know wrote for my own project like a few years ago end up getting a placement because it's just like the perfect um I don't know the perfect song for the scene yeah so it's kind of been both I feel like yeah. just keeping your head down and writing what is authentic and inspiring to you and just focusing on the artistry and the brand because I feel like sync is so like overly saturated that it's almost yeah. like if you're writing just for sync, it kind of can limit it sometimes if there's not like an authentic artistic emotion behind it. So what kind of, what, how have you kind of found your, you've been doing this for quite a while and has it taken you some time to find that, that truth within your sound that you're talking about where you're like, I, I kind of know my road and I want to, stay focused on this i'm not gonna like branch out and go too poppy and and do this really happy thing or whatever that might be um just kind of finding and knowing your place and just being like this is where i'm comfortable that takes some time for that yeah definitely i mean i think it's so important to find out what doesn't work for you like i've kind of tried a lot of you know different you know because artists are three-dimensional people and it's so hard to kind of I don't know. I mean, I guess it's different for every artist, but for me, I kind of tried different avenues and have collaborated with more like pop producers. And sometimes it works. Sometimes mm -hmm. two styles work really well together and it can work for, you know, a more pop sound, but sometimes it just, I don't know. I've kind of learned, I don't know. I've done enough sessions that I, it can kind of go, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is the right lane for me, but like, I'd be excited to take it in this direction. Like yeah. you kind of, you just kind of know instinctively what, 
you can realistically do and not do. You okay. Know. And we've got your husband, Kyle, with us. Kyle, hi. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Um, and I'm curious how you guys started um, getting together and, and collaborating. Was it was it love and then music or did everything kind of happen at once? We were friends for quite a few years before we started dating. <laughs> okay. We wrote together in that time, but oh, really? uh, our circles musically, like socially, always kind of interweaved. Yeah. It wasn't until after we started dating that we actually wrote for the first time. And it was for, initially it was for sync, something that was like, okay, we're going from friends to dating to collaborators. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> so it's like, let's start with something that's like, feels low stakes, that feels like, like test the waters a bit. And off the bat, it felt like pretty great. I mean, gratefully, she's a great writer. So it's easy writing. <laughs> oh, me too. Easy writing. And then uh, from there, the last four years or so, we've been cruising on Bell Saint. And we were totally, we were totally prepared to like, okay, if we write together and it doesn't work, that's okay. Totally fine. Because sometimes yeah. you can really, you know, love somebody and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Artists. Absolutely. Really yeah. just really mature conversation to have too of like, we're going to give this a shot, but we've got these two separate things now. We're going to try and bring them together. It's just, it's a Seinfeld episode about that. Like what we're doing here, we're going to try and bring back into there. And if that doesn't work, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So I've kind of put these songs. You told me which songs you were going to play for us. Um, so let me know uh, what we're going to play and then just tell me a little bit about the song. Totally. Um, do you want to do Sunshine. Sunshine and Rainbow? Yeah. Um, so right. I wrote this song with um, Jules Larson and Rob Kleiner, who are super talented songwriters. They've also done a lot with um, Sync. Rob Kleiner's worked a lot with like Sia and Andrew Day. He's working with Labyrinth now. Um, but so Sunshiny Rainbow. Um, can I help a little bit? I want to tell you what I thought when I first heard this. Sure. Nice. Um, okay. So Sunshiny Rainbow to me felt like a song. I don't know. It just feels like whenever you were writing this, you were just very content in knowing who you are and what you're, what you're doing. It was just like, to me, I just pictured somebody like walking down the, like a beachfront little pavilion and just like not a care in the world and just, if that's what that's where it brought me am i on to anything here yeah <laughs> sounds no, about right <laughs> yeah that's yeah that sounds about right just kind of getting to a place where you're just like i don't know this is me you kind of, and also the older that you get and the longer you're like honing in your craft you kind of know you're just like well this is the these are the things about me that i kind of can't change they're kind of part of me as a human being and yeah and you start celebrating them more rather than trying to fit like what you think other people will like. Initially that song was um I wanted to I wanted it to be motherfucking rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> you have no issues saying fuck all over the place in your songs, which I love. <laughs> oh man, thanks. I um that one I, I chickened out a little bit. I was like, maybe that's too aggressive. Um, <laughs> sometimes it it it, it fits the emotion of it. I mean, for we fucking need each other. I was like, this is the truest form of yeah. But for Sunshiny Rainbow, I was like, I'm gonna dial it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just a celebration of, you know, 
who you are and unapologetically, you know, being yourself. I love it. Well, early on a Monday morning, we've got Belle Saint doing Sunshiny Rainbow. Nice. <clears throat> and we're going to do a, uh, actually, I don't, I don't need to introduce it. I just, I'm just going to be <laughs> playing this badass keyboard that I love. Oh, I didn't even see you had one. That's great. Oh, yeah. Lovely. I don't know if you can see that. Here we go. <laughs> up and start the week <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you guys miss performing have you guys done this out before this kind of duo setup like this um we have done it we do miss playing live yeah, yeah i believe it Definitely. we do yeah um 
We've done this duo thing, even try, we've tried different variations of the duo thing. Um, not a lot of the live streaming, like this is, this is kind of a fun explore, exploration yeah. for trying yeah. these yeah. things. I think so too. Okay, so I think that based on this keyboard that popped up out of nowhere in the frame, um, you kind of answered my next question. But besides the singing and song, that's an old school retro keyboard right there. Organ and drum machine. It's a weird thing. Oh my God, that thing looks beautiful. Okay, so you also are producing and mixing. And I think that, like I said, you answered this. But is that something you've always been interested in? Because for people who are listening to this and not seeing it everything besides the acoustic and the vocal was put into this keyboard this this fancy badass keyboard machine that she has right. and it's just pre-programmed sounds that you've just kind of sat there and, and mixed together and then made the song up and then you guys just kind of fill it in with outside instruments pretty much yeah because there's like the it's such an like an antiquated thing that like the drum patterns are like they're set. All you can do is just adjust the tempo. <laughs> so it's kind of like freedom and boundaries, sort of yeah. like getting creative with what what we have. Um, it's been fun. It's opened up different ideas for future songs as well. I can um, see that because something like that would come in and just all of a sudden create sounds that you might not have thought of before and be like, ooh, we could fit that in somewhere. Right. Or even just yeah. like hear the song differently to the like, oh, wow, this song. Like this song obviously sounded way different than the record version of Sunshiny Rainbow, but yeah, the spirit's still there, so it's fun. It's fun. It's I I've always enjoyed using sound, like exploring sound to like yeah. create a vibe. Um, her strengths are very much like lyrically to create a vibe, so we that's where we come together very well. I think it does. It really does. And I want to talk a little bit about a song. Did you guys do? I, well, I think that this was maybe a little bit too far back, but I did you do Landmine together? We did not, no. We didn't do Landmines together, but that's one of my favorite songs. Okay, good, because I have a couple questions about this, because this is a really, really unique song. And I want to ask you to start, there's a lyric in it that goes, can't talk about it, but I can put it in a song. Maybe no one will get it, but at least they'll sing along. And there's, there's just some melancholy to this lyric. And I'm, when you feel it, when you hear it, when you wrote it, when you sing it, what are, what are you feeling when you, when you put that lyric down? Um... <clears throat> I don't, I've always kind of felt like, even as a kid, like being put on the spot or even in social situations, I'm not the greatest at expressing myself. Yeah. But in music, like actually having alone time and putting my words to paper and actually having the space to kind of just kind of, um, I don't know, be honest lyrically, even just like, you know, struggling with depression, like, there's sometimes, and maybe this is more so, like, in the pop music world, like, like, 
you know, I've had managers in the past kind of set up writing sessions where it's, they're great writers, great producers, but like, uh, there's a feeling of like, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's make it snappy. And I've had like ideas that I myself was like, this is the perfect way to say this. Like, you know, I think my, there's stuff that I'm like, you guys don't, I don't know. I've kind of felt misunderstood um, yeah. creatively and socially sometimes. But when I, there's been several times where I've written it down in a song and people hear it and they go, oh, I get it. You know, yeah. um, I feel like people understand more about me through my music than they do when they meet me sometimes. Um, I know what you mean by that. I mean, it's. I think it's a gift to be able to articulate yourself that way, especially if you can't, if you're more comfortable doing it that way than just sitting down and just, you know, puking out those emotions or whatever, the, whatever it is that you're feeling. And it's, it's something that I think is almost defines what an artist is, especially lyrically. There's just this other way of expressionism that that comes across, and um, a lyric like that just it really, I don't know, it shows me that you're just very in tune with knowing that part of you and just accepting that that's who you are. And I think that that's really great. Uh, I've, there's a couple technical aspects of this song that I, I was wondering about. So it's in three, four, I think it's in three, four the whole time, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. There's a couple parts where it got a little bit tricky to me. And I think that's because you have some irregular vocal patterns. And I, was that intentional? Were you just kind of like fucking with the vibe of the song a little bit? A lot of that, I will say, was um, the girl that I co-wrote that with uh, is one of the most badass like female producers in LA, Adrian mm. Gonzalez. I think that was kind of, I wish I could take credit for that. That was kind of more her idea. And even like the drum pattern in the choruses, yeah. go, like uh, basically like hit, I think they hit, uh, they do three hits and then two hits and then Way I'm sorry yeah the other way around they do one hit and then two hits one two three like that I don't know the way she kind of was a little more um she more so was the one who kind of came up with that yeah arrangement and kind of fucking it up a little bit in that way stay tuned for more song facts podcast right after this Ever wonder how my voice is bouncing off your eardrums so clean and crispy? No? Well, let me tell you anyway. The Lyra Microphone by AKG brings their legendary acoustic engineering to a versatile USB mic that delivers the highest quality audio in its class. USB connection. This is good for me because of the simplicity and the ability to just plug and play without an interface. You may have gathered from various episodes that I am doing this show on the road, so being that I record most interviews in a different location than the last, it is good for me to know that I have a high-quality, easy-to-transport and use USB mic like the Lyra to make sure my sound is clean. Whether you're like me and recording a podcast, a musician recording vocals or an instrument, or if you need to do a voiceover for a YouTube channel, Lyra's innovative AKG Adaptive Capsule Array adapts to your performance to record pristine audio. It has four versatile capture modes. What's a capture mode, you ask? That is how the mic picks up your voice. Just trust me, with these four options, it's really all you're going to need. With AKG Lyra, 
you'll be up and running in no time, no matter your experience level. There's no assembly, no need for separate audio interface, no fiddling with software settings. It just works right out of the box. And Lyra is something that is compatible with Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android devices, and all major recording softwares. So if you're looking for a mic that offers ease of use along with a high quality sound, check out the AKG Lyra and look no further. Okay, so next song that you guys are going to play is the super radio friendly We Fucking Need Each Other, uh, which is the newest, which is the newest one. I think it's the newest single that's out. It is. And um, you guys wrote and co-produced this one together. And so, yeah, what is it since you've been doing this for a while now and it hasn't broken up the marriage and I'm guessing that it's kind of even bonded you guys a little bit closer together. What is it that you like about sharing the creative process together or just with anyone in general? What is it? What's the differences between doing it as a collaboration versus going it alone? Um. I think it depends on the person. I mean, I'm yeah. grateful with Kyle. There's just kind of a, a safe space there. And I think, especially because we both know each other so well, we were like friends for four years before we even started dating. Um, and so there is, when you have that familiarity, whether it's just a peer or a friend or someone you're dating or a family member, that closeness kind of um I don't know I feel like it's almost like deepened our relationship like we there's just a level of of artistry under the surface that we kind of uh get each other on a deeper level um yeah. and I know that that doesn't always happen with you know collaborators but when you find that person or those people you know you definitely stick with them because you make your best honest and unapologetic stuff yeah what do you think yeah it's i mean i think that when you do spend you go through like the nitty-gritty with anybody it happens to be like my spouse but yeah (laughs) with anybody you eventually like i've been in bands in the past and bands that was like the closest to like a marriage that i understood until actually being married where it's like you do hash out a lot and a lot like it's it's very personal it's very professional yeah um i think the gift of being able to collaborate together as as like a marital couple is um so much that we work through personally can just like really go into when we create um the easy and the difficult the for sure which i think even speaks to like the song itself like we fucking need each other where it's like we needed each other for this song like it wouldn't have existed without one or the other and so even to like that micro even though the song wants to like cover more like globally like thirty thousand feet above like yeah yeah intimately like between the two of us how it started how it came to be like it would not have existed without each other and so that's a really good way to put that because I was that was another question that I had was is this the macro or more micro was this a an ode to one another being locked up together for the last you know almost a year now or was it but it's both it sounds like and that's I kind of figured that it might be because yeah. it just it, it makes sense because we do where everybody that you can come in contact with you really fucking need right now 
really so and like even I mean I'll let you tell some of the story getting to like writing the song but a lot happened even within the days leading up to writing or coming back to the song that shaped just the emphasis of like needing one another community that's what, what we're here family. for yeah family or friends or even acquaintances um, but yeah it was a pretty gnarly gnarly period back in September when we wrote this um there were the, the fires in LA were crazy we uh, oh, okay it was during all that it was during all that I'll let you take it yeah oh no it was it was just like I mean the polarization that's happened on top of you know being in a pandemic it's like <clears throat> we're so like even when we like will like here and there have like we'll meet a friend in a park outside and have a picnic and we'll be socially distanced even just having those interactions and being like oh I feel like I'm starving for community like we need yeah. community and you know obviously like <clears throat> during this time it's kind of like setting boundaries for your own sanity is good too but there's also just you know the dialogue of with of people that come from or that have different perspectives than you and like everyone kind of keeping an open mind and um I don't know as cliche and cheesy as it sounds like an open heart because you know empathy is something that we need so much right now and it's yeah. funny because when we initially started writing we fucking need each other um lyrically it was it was a little bit darker a little bit more like what the fuck is gonna happen what are we doing like and there was a little more darkness and anger and and um and when even when um we were having like a massive heat wave and the electricity went out when we were in the middle of writing it and so we just like lit a bunch of candles and we're <clears throat> you know writing it and then our house got put on evacuation notice wow. um, because of the fires and so we were just like and so much has happened this year that it, it does get to a point where if somebody were like okay zombies are coming your way we'd be like like, all right, we're all ready. right, here we go. Yeah, exactly. We're kind of <laughs> numb to any new surprises. <laughs> Honestly, though. So, yeah. like, we were just kind of numb by that point. We're like, okay, cool. Let's pack up our gear so it doesn't, in case the house burns down. <laughs> right. Like, Wild. So we packed up and went to Albuquerque to stay with his family just to kind of wait out the fires a little bit and um, just kind of had some conversations with them just on like current world events and like when we came back we listened to what we had kind of started and I was like this is like a lot of this is great but it was it felt like the song needed to have some kind of light at the end of the tunnel yeah and, and not because it's it's easy to just focus on like this is all you know really terrifying and really frustrating um but I really wanted to add an element of like, there needs to be some hope in this because we we need a light at the end of the tunnel. We don't, um, yeah. And so there was like a, a little shift in yeah. uh, lyrically what the song, what the song was. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. 
I feel like I just talked for like 30 minutes. No, 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 not at all. It's really a, um, I mean, when there's such a, you know, huge backstory, it's great to like give it some context. And that's, that's why I started this whole thing because I, I'm obsessed with finding out where these come from and where they're born and, and how they get to where they're ready to, for you guys to say like, these are ready for other people's ears. And I, I just love putting that together. So thank you for sharing and, um, and let's hear it. Sisters and a brother. 
Oh man, that's so good. I got it. So this whole thing just took on a whole new thing for me because you keep the, you have the refrain, the, the title of the song just keeps repeating over and over again. And it was like getting a little bit emotional. I was just getting a little bit like verklempt, if you will. And I, I think that it, I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. And I think there's so many people right now who are lost and, feeling anxiety and feeling all these things uncertainty i think is the number one thing that's been going on in people's heads for eight nine months wherever we're at with this and saying something like that making something like we fucking need each other your mantra and just almost like yelling it out like that would just be such a release and i was really feeling it when you i I don't know it just i hadn't got that when i was listening to it um any and before we started the interview but then i hear this live version and it just kind of hit me like that so thank you yeah that's awesome thanks um i'm just very i wanted to ask you real quick do you you've played with in some way you've collaborated with lord heron right oh yeah yeah, we did a show with them yeah we did a show um yeah basically opening for them at the peppermint club in los angeles yeah. Okay, cool. Did you guys meet a a girl named Misty Boyce? I we know Misty. I mean, not oh, like Misty. We're super close, but yeah, actually, like her producer is a good friend of ours. They were at okay. like our John Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we know Misty through. She was my first guest on this, and Perfect. um, and I just fell in love with her and her music. She just her and her that piano can just sing <laughs> to me as as long as they want to. For real. But what she wrote a great song during this whole thing called the clearing i think it was that but they've it's an amazing song and i've been i've kind of had this like almost backstage view and what i can tell you guys is a song like this there's so many of these there's going to be a a quarantine a covid playlist or something like that that's going to come out because there's so much good music that creative people like you guys are putting together right now and it's I'm going to be so interested to see once the dust settles, once we're on the other side of all this chaos, exactly what it is that comes out of it. And because there's some really amazing stuff that isn't getting, you can't tour behind it. You're not getting as much a release because like record companies are like, we're not going to stick much money into stuff. So everything's being released independently. And so it's just not getting as wide of play as it might normally. And eventually it's going to, and people are going to be like, wow, what was going on during this time? Oh, it's COVID. Totally. In a very weird parallel, it's almost like I'm not comparing anything to the Beatles, but when they stopped being a touring band, their shift in music was like completely obvious. Yeah. That's kind of how this song felt for us, where it's like, wow, we can just write for the sake of writing. Really good point for that. And it felt it feels like really great. Yeah. Um, Just kind of creating something with, and then being like, well, we don't know how we're going to play this live, but we'll figure (laughs) figure that out later. But that's kind of some of my favorite music. Like they, they're, the arrangements are different from the record to live. That's why you go see them live is because you don't know what you're going to get. And so I was like, yeah, it's a little intimidating, but it's also like, well, we can create some, we can keep creating something new 
this song doesn't have to be like, oh, we created it then, let's recreate it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't let that be a roadblock. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Okay, so we're going to jump into the what I thought was the first song, but it's actually the last song. It is the one that I haven't been able to get out of my head. So Can't Stop a Woman, Super Waltzy. What, do you, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah. This one, um, I I actually, what's funny is I actually co-wrote this song with two dudes, which is ironic. <laughs> that is so ironic. It's such a powerful, just like strong feminine song. <laughs> I know, but sometimes, yeah, with it was it was fun writing with them. They're both super talented. Um, Amit Ophir and um, Sam Shreve. Um, and, um, yeah, I just wanted a female empowerment song that felt honest, that also made me feel like women can do anything because, you know, there's so much resilience and there's so much, um, there's so much love and, you know, a lot of women have felt, you know, their voices aren't being heard. So there's more just like urgency behind it. Um. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of it. Um, no, great. The song speaks for itself. Believe me, once, uh, anyone who's listening hears this, it will be in your head. Cause it is just, I don't know. I just, it's just got a good feel and just a great melody that sticks with you. So thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. Can't stop a woman 
Anyone who can really get up on a Monday and by 10 a.m. be bringing it like this. Just good, raw, natural talent. You guys are so good. Thank you so Thanks. much. So I've been really, I've just really enjoyed this hour and I hope that you guys have. I'm super appreciative and um, and I'm looking out for more collaborations from you guys. And, and just thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. You're amazing. This has been lovely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anytime we have new songs, we'd love to come back. Well, thank you so much to Caroline and Kyle. Go check out their music. It is called Bell Saint. You will not regret it. They are such a talented music collaborating couple. I love to see it. For the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Bye. Get your song facts back here.